Housing News listeners. I'm Brenna Nath, the community editor here at Housing Wire. This custom podcast episode presented by Ellie May features Jonathan Kaur, Ellie May president and CEO. In this episode, he discusses the state of the mortgage industry and gives some advice on how lenders and companies can navigate everything going on in the industry. He also gives an inside look at LMA's new Virtual Experience 2020 conference and the unique opportunities it offers attendees to interact with leading experts and their peers on the top issues in the industry right now. Thank you for listening, and let's jump into this interview. president and CEO of Ellie May. We're excited to jump in and talk about the Virtual Experience 2020 conference. Let's go ahead and jump into our first question, Jonathan. And to say that a lot has been going on in the industry right now would be quite the understatement. As the president and CEO of Ellie May, can you share some of your thoughts on the state of the industry right now? Uh, Absolutely. Um, A lot of things come to mind. Uh, A perfect storm, a refinance boom, a national crisis, existing customers needing help, uh, forbearance. I mean, it's just, it's, um, it's, it is really a lot of things hitting the industry from a lot of different angles. Um, some obviously positive uh, benefits from things that maybe are not so positive. Um, and it's really about, you know, how does the industry handle this um, in the, the best way for uh, their borrowers, their existing borrowers, and their their families, uh, employees, and partners. What advice would you give to companies, lenders, and folks in the industry who are trying to navigate everything that's going on right now? Well, you know, the thing that we've been doing is, you know, how do you just stay focused on your people, um, their families, their health, uh, putting safety first, then you know absolutely take care of your customers, but but be smart about their health. Um, take care of yourselves, right? You know you, you can be so consumed by this, so much anxiety, so much you know positive in terms of how much business is coming in. You know people have to take care of themselves and think about their own health um, and really put it in perspective, right? This is a this is an unprecedented time, both in terms of volumes um, and the crisis in the market. And we all just don't know what's around the corner. So it's like, take it a day at a time and do the best you absolutely can. And uh, again, make sure you're, you're doing everything um, you know, for your, your people and their families. And what about this giant refinance boom that we're seeing? I know you said things are changing very fast. People are having to take it one day at a time. Given this giant refinance wave, what would your thoughts on it be? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is enormous. I mean, the fact is, I mean, we have seen just in March um, double the volume that was in February and February was already high. Um, so you know, people are seeing this boom across the industry, right? Rates would actually tell you, um, you could actually go lower, right? Based on where the 10-year treasury is and, and the industry just can't handle it. They're, uh, they don't have the capacity to handle it. And so, you know, they're, they're trying to manage as best they can, um, which is again, you know, an element of a good problem to have, but, but how do you stay up with it? People can't add, add capacity. Um, and then there's other curveballs starting to come in, right? Which is, 
you know, having to deal with um, existing borrowers, dealing with adjustments in payments on the other side of the business, um, dealing with the fact that county recording is not always open now, appraisers are not comfortable coming in. So, you know, um, I, I think again, people can, are gonna do the best that they can. I don't think this is a short-term um, set of refinancing. Um, expectation from everybody is that rates are going to remain low and could go lower in the future. Um, and so this will be something that um, it's probably not a sprint. It's a bit of a marathon, at least through the year. And, you know, how do you kind of manage it in the best way you can? Um, again, providing the best service you can um, and thinking about it from a, you know, it's a win all the way around. You know, you really, we're benefiting as an industry, but we're really helping a, a lot of folks that are going to need a little bit of extra economic benefit given the dynamic and the crisis that's happening in the U.S. right now. I think you put it well when you said it's a marathon, not a sprint. Can you expand a little bit and go into the advice of what you would tell lenders right now and how this is something, like you said, that could go a little bit longer and how they should look at things with a longer term perspective? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, both the refinance side, which I think will go, uh, you know, go longer. And, you know, it's tough right now for people to be thinking about you know, that many things. Um, you know, last month as I was, uh, I was chatting with some, some folks about, you know, thinking about refi, you know, this element uh, is short term, but really, you know, how do you make sure that you're investing for your business to deal with, you know, the purchase business that will, you know, continue on for multiple years going forward. We may have a, a, a little bump in the action, but, you know, that side of the business is going to continue on how do we as an industry keep investing in terms of technology um, to help on the underwriting side? How do we invest in technology to help on the e-closing side, um, you know, getting to e-notes? Those are all things that are gonna benefit the industry as a whole, will benefit a business. And you know, just a short time ago, I was saying, you know, use some of your spare time, if you have any, to be thinking about those investments. Um, right now, probably you don't have much time to do that because of everything that we're all trying to balance between personal life, health, safety, family, and the refinance coming in. But again, I would say the refinance is, is going to be here for a while. And, you know, as soon as we get past this initial um, urgency of thing by working remotely and getting beyond some of this uh, uh, initial spike relative to uh, COVID-19, you know, I hope hopefully people will be able to take the time to then go into the next phase and think about not only what they can do in 2020, but how they set themselves up for 21 and 22. I think it's highly likely. Um, I mean, there's no question we're going to go into a recession. Uh, and I'm not an economist, but, but everybody believes we're probably already in one. Um, Question is how long will it last? And I and I do think you know unlike the previous one that we all just went through, you know, which was probably driven by the financial um, side of things and part of the industry's um, you know loose underwriting, this is not driven by that. Um, and if you look back at history, 
almost always um, housing and the housing market is a stimulant out of recessions. It just has a lot of benefit to the broad industry. And we know that there is a tremendous amount of demand from millennials to get into homes. And that's just going to keep growing. So I think we're going to be in a good place um, and actually could be something that really leads um, you know, the broad economy and the GDP um, as an industry. So I think we all have to think about those things. Given everything that you've talked about, how has Ellie Mae had to pivot its own plans with everything going on? And can you share a little bit about what you guys are doing? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of got um, a, a little bit uh, ahead of the curve um, before there was a shelter in place order in California. I mean, we made our decision um, on experience, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, we felt that was the right thing to do. It seems like an age ago because things are moving so rapidly. Um, you know, we're, we're completely remote. We have been for probably a week and a half now, um, both domestically as well as internationally. Um, you know, all our, our locations through our Capsalon acquisition in India and Poland and Belarus. Um, so we were ahead of the shelter in place that's happening in California. Um, interestingly, and I, I think this is true across the, the, the country, you know, we um, are an essential business just as you know, all these folks are in the residential finance space. Uh, banks and financial institutions and credit unions are all essential businesses at this point. So you do have the flexibility if you have to, um, you know, leave the home. Um, you obviously want to limit that um, to, to, to make sure you're, you're doing the right thing from a, from a health and safety standpoint. Um, we also saw this coming, obviously, in January and February in terms of the capacity so we increased our capacity pretty materially, um, you know, ahead of the curve for our customers. And we've ordered even more capacity to be able to deal with additional spikes. So for us, you know, we've been very focused on, you know, we're not putting out any real material releases in terms of software other than critical changes, um, at least into the middle of April. And we've told that we've sent notes. I've sent notes to all the CEOs of, of our customers so that you know, um, we can make sure that our systems are up, they can serve their customers, um, and they can do what's needed. So um, you know, we've been really um, in the midst of this. You know, we are managing things um, just as I think everybody is with uh, you know, daily standups, um, thinking about the crisis, and thinking about, again, as I said, how we keep our people healthy, you know, um, how we keep th th them safe, and, uh, and serve our customers. Can you talk to us about the Virtual Experience 2020 conference and what attendees and the people who register can expect to experience? Uh, absolutely. So, um, you know, we were, we were pretty disappointed um, that we weren't going to be able to do uh, experience. I mean, you know, it's uh, first time in San Diego, but it was the, uh, the, the eighth one. Um, and it is, you know, something we love. I know our customers and our partners love it. And, um, you know, we call it the, kind of a bit of a love fest, right? We, we show our appreciation for our customers and partners and, you know, and they, and they do it right back. So it's, it's a great, great um, experience. So what we tried to do, which we obviously can't get that done exactly like we would like, is to take a lot of the great content um, that uh, both our, our teams and our customers and partners have done and make it free to uh, all those folks a virtual experience. 
and we'll be communicating the actual details and timing and everything on Monday. So, um, you know, people can come to the site and we'll also be communicating um, and they can hit a keep informed page, et cetera. So we have the registration will be on there, but we'll be having keynotes. So we'll have some, some folks from LA May, myself and Joe and, and, uh, and Eric and, and Bob uh, Brooksmith from the NBA will uh, do a, a keynote. We'll also have um, a whole slew of what we'll call Simu live sessions. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what a Simu live session is, but it sounds cool. Um, I think it's like 16 of them uh, on consumer engagement, industry, uh, developer summit, partners. There'll be a lot of opportunities for people to interact online, um, ask questions of experts, chat with their peers, um, view case studies, data sheets. And then on top of that, we'll cap it off with um, some links to uh, some more formalized training through a learning management system that people can sign up and subscribe to for an additional cost. It'll be kind of like almost um, in a virtualization of the, uh, the separate training sessions that were gonna happen before the conference. So, you know, what the conference is will all be free and available. And then we'll have some other things that people can take advantage of um, in terms of advanced training. So very excited, uh, first time. Um, you know, we're hoping, you know, people, uh, you know, uh, enjoy it, um, take advantage of it, but our plan will absolutely be to uh, be back for a, um, a full in-person experience come next year back in, um, in Las Vegas. I know we started off this conversation talking about how things are changing so rapidly. And with that, I think it's a great time to have a conference for people to come together and really learn about everything that's going on. Can you touch a little bit more on why it's important for people to have training right now and to start looking ahead and have these interactive, collaborative types of conversations? It's, it's tough, right? So you want, you want people to connect. And I think that um, you know, that, that's a great thing. I mean, we've been, been doing all that online and it's just been, you know, it's actually been uh, a great experience for us internally and interacting with our customers in day-to-day -day business. Um, you know, the fact is, you know, things are going to go on and, you know, we're going to be in a place where, you know, at this point, the Erla is coming, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be all, I, I don't think that it's going to get pushed off. I've, I've heard that, you know, that's not yet on the table. It's possible, but people need to be prepared for that. Um, they also, you know, need to be prepared for, you know, just again, it's, it's how do they continue to grow? How do they continue to develop as individuals? Um, you know, life is going to go on. I mean, this is a stressful time for everybody, um, but how do you put yourself in a position to come out um, stronger and smarter and faster um, on the other side, right? And it's, it really is in times of, 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 of challenging and crisis, you know, folks that, you know, take that as an opportunity to invest in themselves, um, you know, always end up being more successful when, 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 when the clouds clear and the sun comes back up. Those are all really great points. Where can our listeners go to sign up for this conference and maybe tease one of your favorite sessions or what's one of the speakers that you're really looking forward to during this virtual conference? Yes, so um, come Monday, um, it'll be on the site. There'll be all kinds of content on the LMA site. Um, we will be communicating out 
Um, so there'll be ways to register so that, you know, you know, plan on Monday, the 23rd, right. Is, uh, it'll be up there. And, um, you know, I'm actually really looking forward to, uh, hearing from Bob Brooksman, um, and from the, 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 the president of the NBA, I think it'll be very interesting, um, to get his perspective on all that's going on, um, because things are changing daily. There's lots of changes happening at Fannie and Freddie. Um, they're trying to do some very interesting things around appraisal and title and, um, you know, uh, bridge agreements so that recording can be handled afterwards. Um, and they're doing a tremendous amount for the industry. And I think it'd be great for people to hear kind of what our, um, what, what the NBA is actually doing for us. I'm really looking forward to it. That's great to hear and really appreciate you sharing your thoughts on the industry with us, along with the exciting things we can expect from Ellie May's Virtual Experience 2020 Conference and appreciate you joining us today. Thank you.